Welcome to the Standout Leaders of Health and Wellness podcast show. I'm Lucio Prisali. And I'm Lisa. And we're the co-founders of the Health and Wellness Business Profit Systems. We help health and wellness professionals create even more profitable businesses with systems to easily leverage and scale so that they can create a lifestyle business. We believe that every business has a unique approach that can positively impact the health and wellness of the world. There's never been a better time than now to be a leader, to expand your reach, and package your expertise into simple solutions that can move millions of people to a healthier, happier future. Stick around to the end of the show. We'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing health and wellness podcasts. Let's go. Hello and welcome to the Standout Leaders in Health and Wellness podcast. Hi, everybody. I am Lisa Crisali. I am the founder and the CMO of Health and Wellness Business Profit Systems, found at healthandwellnessbusinessprofitsystems.com. So I want to thank our guest today, uh, Mr. Andy Pachonik. Mr. Andy Pachonik. Uh, I want to make you sure I get that right. You got it. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. And hey, Andy, one of the things I do is instead of me introducing you and trying to share all the stuff, I would much prefer if that you would share at a high level what you do as a life leadership and performance coach. Sure. Uh, that's that's funny. You know, I've never of all the stuff I've done, I've never been asked to introduce myself before. So that's a, that's a, like that's kind of a new fun twist. Oh, cool. Good. Um, I work with people who feel like they're stuck. They feel like they're at a kind of a, they've, they've, they've had a certain experience up to this point in their life, up to a certain point, whether they're 40 or 50 or 30 or whatever. And what got them here won't, they realize won't get them where they want to go. And they feel kind of stuck in whatever it is, whether it's a relationship or it's a, it's their family or it's their own um, internal mechanisms in their mind or a boss or a job. And they just, they're like, they're looking at life and going, is this it? Like, no, there's gotta be something more. And there always is. And I help them get them unstuck and get them, you know, moving in toward the life of their dreams to taking action toward the things that they truly want in their life. I love that. I love that. We have, and we'll, I know we're going to talk deep on this, but um, we have a saying that we share with our clients as they are progressing. Again, this is more business focused, but as they're progressing through their business, we say new level, new devil, right? New things are coming right. up, right? right. You got to learn to work through that. So let, let's start off with the first question for you. So what would you say is the biggest problem that you solve for your clients? I'm going to ask you that. And then I would love for you to share a success story, a client success story. On some something that someone's worked through. Okay, so I think probably the biggest problem. I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of go broad and deep. Okay, um, good. Is they and this has, this is this is kind of what I said in my introduction to myself. They 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 get themselves stuck in a pattern. Uh-huh. The patterns come from their whole, their whole life. They've adopted a pattern from the time that they were five, six, seven, eight, ten 10 years old. They've, they've been telling themselves a story about something that occurred in their life, about how they relate to another person, how they relate to love, how they relate to themselves, how do they relate to their worthiness. And they've been making assumptions around that 
subconsciously without knowing that they've been doing it over and over and over and over and over again. It's like a groove. They've developed like a, like, in, I know most people don't listen to vinyl records anymore, but it's like having a, you've, you've got a groove, not even a scratch in the record, but just a groove that you've just been playing over and over. And you're so deep in that groove that you, you don't even realize you don't even realize you're in it. Yeah. it, it it's, it's like this really, it's comfortable. If right. you're comfortable in the, in the, you know, I say misery, maybe it's not misery, but it's, it's comfortable in the discomfort. Yes. And um, most of the time, I think people don't, they, the devil they know is better than the devil they don't know. And so sometimes when I have one session with someone and we stir up the devil they don't know, it, be, it can become very confronting and very uncomfortable. And very often people don't want to go to the next step. It's not that they don't want to. It's just, it requires effort. It's it requires scary. commitment. It requires an investment and time yeah. and, and a real effort. Like you have to want this. And um, I've got a great example. I started working with a client. I really didn't know the extent of, of her trauma in her life. Like I'm not a therapist. I've been working, I've been working on myself for like 25 years through mm -hmm. life coaching and yeah. getting coached. And I've worked through my own it's an ongoing process, hundred <laughs> percent layers and layers and layers uh. and layers. Um, but I agreed to take her on. She knew me from my work with the whole life challenge. And, um, her, I mean, I, I immediately after like two sessions, I was like, Oh my God, I'm like, I'm over my head. Like, what do I do? I had to call, I had to call some friends that were therapists. I'm like, what, you know, like this is some serious trauma. And, and yet they talked me through, like, you're the perfect person to help her. You, you have the confidence you have. The, and she's the one that trusted me. She allowed me yeah. to, to help her. Um, I mean, this is like big stuff, like big relationship, 30 years of like abuse in a relationship. And, oh. um, and she in, in less than a year, which is really pretty remarkable. It, I don't, I, I don't ever guarantee any results. Like, I don't know how long it's going to take. I don't know when it's going to happen, but she has turned her fear of facing the things that the demons in her life, you know, she's been one of those people who was really gifted with the ability to handle pretty much anything, any, any, you know, she's raised three kids, but she's raised them in an environment that is, is like hellacious and made them feel like everything's going to be okay. Like she's absorbed and learn how to absorb. And she's been the absorber of all the trauma in her life. And over the course of this past year, she has really just leaned in and allowed herself to be coached and, and really just done the work and has is, is in the process of turning that all around. She, I wouldn't say that she's done in any stretch, in any stretch, but she's, she's got getting are we, a job. Are we ever done? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no, right. We're not ever done. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. But um, she's just like, she's a different person than she was when we first started. And um, it's really been 
a joy for me to like, I feel like I'm on a, I'm on a ride. Like I'm on a roller coaster ride, sitting next to her and watching her do this. And it's really, I've, I'm blessed that I get to be on this adventure with her um, and guiding her, you know, along the way she's doing the work. I'm just kind of giving her nudges in the right, in what I think are the right direction. Yeah. So, and I think that again, correct me if I'm wrong. I think that people who are looking for support, right. Looking for a mentor and a coach as performance to improve their performance, right. To improve things in their life. There are people who want more and see more as possible, but they just don't know how to get there. Yes. Right. Like there's, we know, I'm going to say we, like, we know that there is more and we're capable of more, but it's easy to get comfortable. Like you said, it's so easy to get comfortable and to have somebody who can push you through that discomfort to really actually achieve that next level. Yeah. Yeah. No, it reminds me, I have another client that I'm working with who's uh, been in the financial, uh, you know, on the floor and in wall street um, Mm -hmm. for a long time. She's, she's relatively young, but um, she's in a man's world. You know, and every all the, the context of her life, it has been um, nobody respects me. Nobody, you know, like, and this is this goes back to her family, but she wasn't really seeing the connection between how she relates to her family and how she relates to work and the the people at work. And so we're in the process. I've not worked with her very long, but we're she's in the process of realizing. You know, she came to me originally because she wanted to. She was considering finding a new career, finding a new job, finding a new place where people that respected her. But what she's starting to see is she's putting herself in these positions because it's a comfortable groove where people don't respect her, which is similar to the groove she's been in since she's been a child with her family. And, you know, finding a new job, she would ultimately find a new job where the same thing happened. Same thing, right. It's about breaking the pattern, right? Exactly, exactly. Wow, very, very cool stuff. So- I'm very curious on what was your path to getting into this area of work? Like, how did you end up doing yeah. what you do now? It's a, it's a really good question. I, it's very convoluted. Um, and I'll try to make it as quick. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell the three hour version. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the short version of that. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, I was, uh, I was, a I was a Marine first of all, back in the, back in the eighties, eighties, nineties. Um, I then was a professional adventure racer. Very, I, I, I very much was in the realm of like hard achievement. Everything needed to be hard. It needed to be the best. I needed to be great at it. I needed everybody to look and see me as this, you know, great achieving person. And yet I, I had these nagging things in me that didn't make sense. I would get up in front of a group of people to give my battalion commander thought when I was getting out of the Marine Corps, he really thought I was one of the top guys. He really was sad to lose me. Like he didn't want to lose me, but I figured it was, I thought it was time to move on. And um, at the going away dinner, they did a, you know, honoring thing. And I was the third person to see, he left me for last third person to speak. And I stood up and I, collapsed. I mean, I didn't really physically collapse, but internally I had this just, you know, this moment of just complete panic. My face flushed. I couldn't, I could, I could barely see, I could barely remember my own name, you know, and I had had multiple experiences like this, not just public speaking, but um, it didn't line up for me with who I was because I could stand up in front of 
a hundred men yeah. in the Marine Corps and be fine. And so there were these moments that, that didn't make sense. And so I was fortunate enough to be introduced to my first life coach in uh, 1996, 1995. Wow. She didn't even call herself a life coach. She was right. a communication arts, the communication arts company, which was where I met her. Her name is Mona. And um, she just started revealing things that to me that were universal. Like I, I just felt like this light from her constant light and love and source. And like, I didn't understand, like my story is not traumatic. I don't have a, you know, I would, didn't grow up in a world of incest or abuse or rape or any of that stuff. So the story I had on it was that I'm not that bad. Like this doesn't make any sense. And yet it, it the emotional stuff inside was the same. It's the same stuff. It's all the same thing. So I started working with her um, I continued my journey as a coach, as a, as a CrossFit, I was a CrossFit coach after I was an adventure wow. racer. I opened up one of the first CrossFit gyms in the world, CrossFit Los Angeles. Wow. Um, and then we started a, 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 a business that's a whole, it's called the whole life challenge. It's a nutrition and health six week challenge. Really. We started that way before anybody had any challenges in uh -huh. 2011 and we, it was very successful. But while I was doing that, I got a degree in, in spiritual psychology. So the things didn't, they didn't really make sense, but I kept getting pulled into this realm of spirituality and emotional growth. And all my books were all really about growth and inner growth. And, and um, we had some uh, business challenges uh, the year before COVID hit with the whole life challenge. And I had a big, again, I'm telling the reader's digest version, but I had a big emotional breakdown. I, 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 uh, I, it was the first time in my life I had really experienced what I thought was failure on the, on the inside. Like I, the whole account's still in business. I mean, it's still operating and working and changing people's lives and doing great, but I perceived what was going on as a massive inner failure of, of lots of things. And I started getting panic attacks, starting having anxiety, like oh. things I'd never experienced in 50 years of my life. Even though I'd studied it on the outside, I never, never experienced it. I didn't really understand it. And oh. it, it gave me a, a connection point to what other people, to people and other people and what they go through. And like, it gave me a, a level of empathy that I could never have replicated in the past. And um, after that year, I really just couldn't go back to um, the whole life challenge and to the other businesses. I just, just, I just made this, you know, like I wanted to get out of the fray of marketing and social media and trying to get people to be part of my community. And I just wanted to go back to working with people one-on-one -on -one or small groups. And, um, and I wanted the conversation. I wanted to be known, shift my, knowing this from being known as a fitness guy, a guy who writes programs and workouts and stretching and yoga, which I'd been known for, you know, 20 years in, I wanted to shift that in, in a new way. And so uh, ever since then, I just leaned back into all the work I've done with life coaching and all, and the spiritual psychology degree. And that's, that's been my full-time, full-time, my full-time thing now for the last two years. Wow. wow. But it's not something I've been doing for 20, you know, like it's, but you're, but you're pulling from your 20 right. or 40 years of experience, right? Right. Which is key. You're pulling from all of that. So that actually leads perfectly into this next question. 
and what you may have really touched on already, but what would you then say is the superpower? What is your superpower that you bring to the table? Yeah. You know, that's a good question. I, I have this uncanny ability or willingness to head into the fire. Like I, I, I don't wait to approach things that are hard with, with, especially with others, but even with myself and, but I bring to it a lightness, a funness, a lovingness, like, um, we used to have a saying in CrossFit that it doesn't have to be fun to be fun. And that, that applied to a workout, like a workout, you could go through a really hard, intense 10 minute workout that leaves you leveled on the ground. And you're like, that was it's awesome. not fun when you're doing it, <laughs> but when you're done, you're like, wow, like, yeah. could I, like there's a funness that, yeah. you, that you feel. So that I, I feel, yeah, I kind of feel that same way with, um, you know, approaching things uh, with, with others and helping them have the courage to face these things that are not fun, but there's a, it's, I guess it's like more satisfaction and, and mm-hmm. confidence and courage. And you bring up these values that you always wanted. And I'm really good at, at helping people move toward that rather than hiding from it or running the other way, you know? Oh, I'm, I'm so excited for our, our listeners to hear this. Cause this is really, um, this is life. Like this is really like, you know, my husband and I have been in business since 2003 with our own company <clears throat> and as entrepreneurs and business owners, it's, you know, it's, it's a journey. <laughs> it's definitely yeah. a journey. And while yeah. we've been incredibly successful and things are, you know, there's always new challenges and to, to hear this and to understand that someone like yourself is, you know, works with people through this, whether you're an entrepreneur or corporate or whatever it is. I, again, I think this is really, really powerful. Um, it's, you know, it's interesting because the, the, I would say the way I operated for the first you know, like 30 years of, it's weird to say that the first, (laughs) first 30 years, really up until about three years ago Uh was that um, success was measured by your, what people thought of you, how your, your, your title, your financial position in the world, and how many people were part of your community, how much influence you had over the people that you had. Mm -hmm. And the the problem occurred for me when all those things seemed to falter at the same time, you know, like in the business. And that's when I kind of went through this, this reckoning of my, my, you know, like, it's like the dark night of the soul mm-hmm. um, because I don't have an, inf- I don't, I can't really lead or affect what anybody else thinks of me. It's right. what do I think? It's what it's the power lies inside of me. And that, shift. It took a good year to really move through the the fear that was out there. Like, what is, what is the world going to think? How like to, to shift the context from an outer focus to an inner focus. And um, that's where the, that's where the power lies. It doesn't mean it, if, you know, my business went bad all of a sudden that it wouldn't be hard, but it means I I'm it's recoverable. Cause it's, cause I'm still with me. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm still loving and loving and compassionate and, and um, authentic with myself that I can't lose. Oh, 
I like that. <laughs> I like that. This is great. All right. So we're going to do a little shift. Okay. okay. So uh, obviously this is about standout leaders. And so we're going to do a little more shift into the business component. Right. Um, and I love that this is fairly new, you know, business for you. You said last two or three years. So how do you personally grow your business and how do you stand out uh, yeah. for people to find you? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I, first of all, when I first started, I thought, what's the, what's the problem? This is just going to be, you know, I'm going to go back to getting one-on-one. I forgot what it was like when I was a first, <laughs> when I was a trainer and I just was beginning to try to build clients. I forgot how hard it was. <laughs> um, so I decided when I first started that I was going to get help. I was not going to just wing it. And, and uh, like, how do you do this? Like, why not learn from people who've already done this? You know, like, geez. So I enrolled in a, in a coaching school and it's not a coaching school to learn how to coach. Okay. It's a coaching school to grow your business. And it's called the Carolyn, the, the founder's name is Carolyn Fryer Jones. Um, so it's called the Carolyn Fryer Jones coaching success school. And she actually was a, uh, the administ- the, the um, admissions director of university of Santa Monica, which is where I got my spiritual psychology degree for, she was there for like tw- 10 or 12 years. And so she's a master enroller. She, she is able to, you know, when you're selling or enrolling people in a spiritual psychology, that's the only thing they offer degree. And she's, her job is to put 240 people in a room in spiritual psychology. Like if you can sell that, you can sell anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and so I enrolled in her school and really the, 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 the approach is really about service. Mm-hmm. How, how can I serve people and getting out of, and this was hard for me getting out of the idea that I have to always be, always be, what is it? Uh, always be selling or the ABCs of selling from, yeah. uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn yeah. Ross, yeah. you know, yeah. always be asking for the, always be closing, always, always be, be closing. asking That's for the, ABC. the, yep. Yeah. Um, um, you know, like this idea that I could give someone two or three sessions, it might be an hour and a half or two hours each. I might even resolve things for them in the two and a half. And they may not want to work with me because I resolved everything that they came to me to go see. And that's okay. Like that took me, it's really, I'm still in progress of that. It's not, it doesn't always work, you know, like, but that's been my approach is to get on the phone, schedule conversations with people that are organic, that are real, that are, um, you know, like I'll invite somebody to have coffee and I'll, I'll, you know, this is somebody that's in my Rolodex or somebody that might be um, a Facebook friend and I'll have Zoom coffee with someone and we'll just catch up. And if there's an opportunity in the, in the conversation to offer like, hey, you know, this is something I do. I don't know if you want to take a deeper dive in this, but I'd be willing to give you some time on my calendar if you if you'd like to. I put on my coaching hat. We're not we're not friends. I'm your I'm, I'd be right. a coach, and you get a chance to spend an hour and a half or two hours and just dive deep into this with no no commitments, no expectations. You know, free and clear. You know, and um, that has there's been a lot of of time and effort I've put into doing that. And it doesn't always, a lot of times, I mean, I went through a six month period where nobody, nobody signed, nobody signed up. 
Nobody said, I want to go longer. And then all of a sudden, a month later, three people, boom, I had three people sign up. So um, I just have to keep looking at it. The way I do it is I keep looking at it as serving the world, keep serving the world, keep serving other people. And if I'm operating at a high enough level, whatever needs to come back to me will come back. The go-giver. The go-giver. The go-giver. Yes. I love that book. Yes. The go-giver. That's one of my books on my list that we were talking about. I know that. Yes. (laughs) I know that. I saw it. And it was, it was on my desk. I moved it somewhere. I don't know. It's in a room I'm reading somewhere. Who knows? (laughs) But yes. Uh, But that's, it's the go-giver approach. It's interesting to read the go-giver and then to do the go-giver. I found, because I believed in everything that was in the go-giver when I read it, but doing it brought up all sorts of inner stuff because it's one thing to read about it. And it's another thing to have nobody sign up for six months. So you're like, yeah. you know, to do 20 or 30 free coaching calls with people and no, nobody signs up. Like, what am laying, I doing? You're laying the foundation, right? Right. Were, exactly. Right. You were laying the foundation. That's something that we, we talk about a lot. Um, because again, people have that comfort level and they stay connected, et cetera. So where do you see yourself investing resources internally for growing your business over this next year? Well, I'm, uh, I'm considering, you know, I was working only really with groups for the prior to doing this for uh-huh. like 15 years. Yeah. Um, so I'm considering leaning toward leaning into creating something that would allow me to work with, you know, two, three, four five people at a time, as opposed to just, cause you know, there's a big investment that comes with, with one-on-one coaching that yes. some people just don't have that money or, or they're not ready to make that leap into that, that big of a leap into, you know, that, but they would perhaps take on like an eight week, you know, committed time with other people with me. Right. So I'm the the interesting thing. One of the things that I've learned over the last few years is, is just how important it is to slow down. I, there is no hurry. I don't have to suddenly tomorrow start a group just because I worked with groups for five years. Mm-hmm. Like it's okay to be allowing myself the, the, the freedom and the space to, to, to feel solid before I, move into the next phase. Like, and that's, that's a big thing for me. Cause I've always been, I have a high achiever aspect of my personality and I want the next thing and I want to be great and I want to prove and that like giving that a rest has been really helpful and powerful for yeah. me. Yeah, And also though, there's, there's different models. There's different business models for groups. Uh, I'm going to tell you that from, you know, again, from experience, we've, we've adapted yep. several of those and to find what was really the right group, not really even just for us, but for our clients. Right. And so it, that's really what's changed our business. But um, again, it's, it's evaluating and taking the time, like you said, to figure out what is the best for what you do, how you serve and for the client. And, the, and the, yeah. And, and yeah. Cause I mean, that's another really important thing is, is uh, this has to work for me too. Yes. Like it can't it, it, like I've done, I've done a lot of groups that don't work for me. Yeah. Like it's been my MO really. They work for everybody else, but like, it just doesn't really check all the boxes for me. 
I've been there, done that. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. So what do you then see as really as your big picture for growing your business? How, where do you see that evolving to? Well, you know, I've been a person that's never been focused on success in the financial realm for myself. Like success always to me was my community, the people I've had big, 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 big followings of people. And I've created some really amazing things, but I've never had a, I've never kept my eye on my bank account as like a measure of, uh, like I always had a judgment on the money part as like, oh, why would I, you know, like that's bad in some, you know, like without going into a long session about why that is. But, um, and so for me, I've been, I've kind of shifted that around. I'm like, okay, what does a successful year look like to me? And so I've got a number, my number is Mm $250,000 and um, I'm going to be, I'm not going to get it this year because my year is up on October 1st and I'm not going to get there, which is totally okay. But I'm going to be, I'll be within, you know, I'll be within 50 grand of it probably. And um, as long as I go back to this, okay, you don't, you're not in a hurry. Like, this is something that you're, 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 it's, it's like, this is the slow drip. This is the, you know, you're allowing things to happen. You're laying the foundation. And when, when it happens, it happens. There's no need to rush. And, you know, if my, my goal for two years in a row is the same number. Okay. That's great. I don't have to grow. Um, or I don't have to grow my goal number to be successful. And so for me, just a willingness to focus on the financial number is a really big win. Um, even if I don't hit it, like it's just a win that I'm willing to focus on that. And so right now it's just really about building that, that one-on-one clientele to a place where it, it feels like, okay, you know, I've got 10, 12 clients and, um, I'm solid with my clients. They're renewing. They're, they're showing that like, Hey, this, this is working for them by renewing and, um, and then allowing myself the, the grace to start experimenting with group. Cool. That is great. That is really great. Cause again, growing your business doesn't necessarily have to be a financial goal, right? Although we understand that we can serve more people the more successful and more profitable. We always talk about profits versus just numbers, right? Right. What you bring out. So we're talking about profit. So a more profitable business allows you to expand in different ways or to offer different things. Right. So it's, but more doesn't, but more doesn't always mean better. That's the more thing. More doesn't mean better, but more enables you to serve more possibly, well, right? Like yes. to be able to serve yes. at a greater level. Yes. So when we talk about profits, it's not to make more money, the profits is so that how can I give back or how can I yes. serve more people? How can I make this more available? Like it, give, it gives you opportunities that if you're not making profits, you're not able to then do. Right. right? So we, we actually right. focus on the profit side of it. That's great. Because, yeah. Yeah. Profits. Now, what are you bringing home? I used to focus on, I used to focus on the gross, not yeah. on the, and, and like I would, I, my, my bring home, I don't think there was a year that I made more than about 110 grand in ever. This is this year. I'm going to be, I'm already at like 150 or 160. Like that's a huge breakthrough for me. I've yeah, never been awesome. Oh, my whole life. And I'm 54 years old for God's sakes. It's time. <laughs> well, that is awesome. So 
you and I could talk about this all day long. So let, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, we'll continue this conversation. But um, what I want to share or ask you to share is what would you say are the biggest opportunities? And here's a key. What are the biggest threats today in the coaching, coaching industry? Because mm-hmm. coaching industry is going through a lot of changes. There's a lot happening in there. What do you see as the opportunities and also the threats? Well, I think the opportunities are just massive. I mean, I, I think that the the way the world is lined up over the past year, I mean, there's not there's no one, including myself, who doesn't have a level of anxiety that's higher than it was a year and a half ago. I mean, yes, just the general anxiety. I had more the year before because I went through that hard year, but um, but the general level is just gone up. So the opportunities are massive. Um, I think the I think there's an, I think there's an, it's easy to get drawn into this idea that you need to be like, you, you should be successful quickly as a coach, you know, um, because there's so many people, there's so much opportunity. There's so many things like this, almost like it should be easy because it's so it's like shooting ducks in a, you know, shooting range or, you know, like a, a, um, what do they call those at the the arcades at the arcade? Yeah. The arcade. Yes, exactly. Um, it's, it's not it, that doesn't, those two things don't translate. And, um, you know, I think taking the time to build your chops, to build your, um, your own confidence in yourself and, address your own issues so that you're, you have that level of authenticity and just give yourself that grace to take the time to do that. Don't, don't quit your job without any clients right. to become a coach, right. you know, like start taking people and have the courage to charge. Like, that's another thing. I think that's a big weakness in coaches yeah. is they just, Oh yeah, I'm coaching three people. How much are you making? Well, nothing. I'm doing it as a friend. Well, you're not really coaching. That's not, that's not coaching. That's like being a friend. And that's fine. It's totally fine, but don't, don't confuse the two. They're, they're really different. Absolutely. So how do currently, how do your clients find you? They, uh, a lot of them come from just my reach outs and my phone calls and whatnot. But if, if somebody finds me, I do uh, live videos on Facebook and Instagram. And some people have found me through those. Um, My Facebook is Andy Petronic. It's very, every, I'm very non-creative really. <laughs> Everything is Andy Petronic. So Instagram, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn. Um, uh, and then my links all go to my website, which is andypetronic.com. Go figure. <laughs> and lots of resources on there, which we'll share here in a moment. Yeah. Lots of resources. Um, and uh, yeah, that's really, that's how people find me. And then do you work, I get in this day and age, I'm guessing that you work virtually as well. Most, mostly virtually. Even I have some people that are local that even see, see me virtually right now. Although I do see some people in my backyard occasionally, oh, that's um, cool. which is kind of nice. Yeah. It's kind of nice. So but, yeah. Um, in this day and age, obviously, I mean, you know, we started, um, well, we've been virtual really for, for ages and ages, but with our clients, we anticipated, we were anticipating a recession coming. 
um, mm-hmm. didn't anticipate the COVID, but we were anticipating a recession. And so we started structuring and positioning our clients to work online, to work virtually already. So they were already positioned to be able to weather this, you know, weather this storm and they were already positioned for that. So that's the beauty in our world today, right? Is that we have the ability to work with clients no matter where they are in the world, you know, and one of our clients recently just got somebody from Europe and she was like beside herself, right? That she could actually work with somebody overseas, yeah. you know? Yeah. I have somebody so, in Paris that I work okay. with regularly. Oh. Like it's really cool. It's really yeah. Fun. It's so awesome. It, it's really great. We're not limited by our local area. So that's fantastic. Right. And then um, I know you shared this. Most of what you do right now is, is, you know, outreach and calling. Do you do any marketing of your programs and services like actual marketing? Um, I don't, I mean, well, I mean, I consider the uh, videos and stuff that I put, put on social media as marketing, but I don't pay. F- I don't do ads. I don't pay for f- paid ads. It's cool. all uh, organic. Organic. You know? And um, cool. I don't do any, you know, like Joe Rogan, I think, said the way he posts on Instagram is he posts and runs. Um, he doesn't, he doesn't reply to, you know, he doesn't stay in the conversation in the mix. And so I've kind of adopted that for the most part, because what I don't want to have happen for me is to get roped into the, the inner cycle of how many likes did I get? Did I get enough likes? Are people liking it quickly enough? Are are there enough people watching my video? Was it good enough? Maybe I said the wrong thing. Like maybe I should edit that better next time. Or maybe I should edit it at all. I'm not, I don't edit my videos. So I, I've, I've told myself, look, when you do record a live video, you're recording it for you, Andy, for me, you're working something out. I'm working something out that and I don't have necessarily an answer for someone. I'm just working it out myself and I'm doing it live. And, um, and I've let go of the need to, to have it liked or shared or whatever else. And if it does great, you know, if it leads to that, great. But I, that, it, that cycle for me was a really negative cycle when I was doing my previous work. And um, so this, that's the way I've done it. So I haven't really done any real traditional, I don't have yeah. a funnel or, a, you know, my, I don't have a landing page with a, you know, three offers yeah. and all this stuff. I know how to do it all. I, I just haven't wanted to go that route. And you know what? I love that. Be you. Like you don't have to do that. Right. Like I know right. you want just, be you. And that's, what's going to attract the right people to you. That's yeah. I, ha- I haven't had one person sign up for my website. I'm waiting for that day. Like somebody <laughs> contacts me, they found my website. Uh-huh. I'm like, that's, I'm, that'll be big win, but that has not happened yet. So, so that leads me to my last question for you. If you had a magic wand, mm-hmm. what would you invest in, in your business? I would invest in a, um, a, uh, what do you call it? A, not a producer. Um, yeah, maybe like a a business manager. I would, I would hire a business, I would hire a business manager, somebody that could, that would, that would be on my team. I don't have a team. It's me. Um, but would be the, the, would basically wrangle me and keep their eye on the ball of business so that I could do what I'm really best at. Brilliant. That's what I would do. That is awesome. Fabulous answer. Fantastic. All right. So for people listening and wanting to connect with you and wanting to reach out, what would be the greatest next step for them? Where should they go? Um, You know, Andy Petronic on Instagram, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, 
email andy at andypetronic.com. We will um, have that link in the show notes, but can you also spell it? Because sure, yes, yes. Andy Y, not not I, Andy Y, and then P-E-T-R-A-N-E-K.com. Dot com. Yeah. Beautiful. And then the website too. So yeah. Thank you so much. It has been such a fantastic conversation. Um, I just, I, you and I can talk about this all day long. Once again, for our listeners, this is Lisa Crisali. I am the founder and the CMO of Health and Wellness Business Profit Systems found at healthandwellnessbusinessprofitsystems.com. I want to thank you so much for joining us. Stay tuned. Make sure you check out the show notes. You can get the links that, that Andy shared with us. And we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Lucha and Lisa here. And thank you so much for listening to the Standout Leaders of Health and Wellness podcast show. If you are a successful medical, health, fitness, wellness, or nutrition professional who would like to be a guest on this program, please visit www.hwbps.com forward slash podcast. That URL again is www.hwbps.com forward slash podcast. And if you got something awesome from this interview, we would love for you to share this episode on social media. Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on all the socials. And if you know someone that would be a great guest, go ahead and tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag standout leaders of health and wellness. That's hashtag standout leaders of health and wellness. We absolutely love seeing your posts and your guest suggestions. And by the way, we regularly publish new episodes and content. So to make sure that you get notified of new episodes, go ahead and subscribe right now. Subscribe right now. And your thumbs up, your ratings, and your reviews go such a long way to help promote the show. And they mean so much to us and our team. Also, if you want to learn more, go to www.hwbps.com forward slash podcast to connect and follow us on all our social media. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening. We'll see see you on the next show. show.